0: Welcome to The Sparks Podcast, your go-to source for all things holistic wellness. This show is all about igniting your inner spark and helping you shine your brightest. Each episode is packed with tips, tools, and inspiration to help you create positive change in your life. I believe that when you spark your inner fire, you can achieve anything you set your mind to. So get ready to ignite your passion and create a life that's full of joy, vitality, and purpose. This is The Sparks Podcast. Back to the Sparks podcast, I am very excited to share with you today a conversation that I had with Jocelyn Brousseau. Jocelyn currently lives in Indianapolis, Indiana, and is a certified holistic health coach and Whole30 certified coach. Ever since she can remember, she had a negative relationship with food and struggled with overeating. She went on her own health and wellness journey starting in 2017, found the structure, tools and information that empowered her to take control back of her life, and learn how to love herself with the food she puts into her body. We had a fantastic conversation touching on topics like bioindividuality, intuitive eating, and snacking, and I can't wait for you to hear what Jocelyn has to say. So let's get to the podcast. Hi, Jocelyn, thank you for being here on the podcast. Hi, Ashley, thanks so much. It's so great to be here. Hi, yeah, I'm so excited to chat with you about everything. Your social presence is amazing, and I'm really excited for my audience to just get to know you a little bit. So could you tell us, um, just start by telling us who you are and what your business is, kind of what your journey is to get there?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I would love to. So um, I am a holistic uh, certified health coach, as well as a certified Whole30 coach, And what led me into coaching was really going on my own personal health and wellness journey. It started about, oh my gosh, almost over five years ago when I was kind of just like at the point where I was just fed up with where I was, especially with my weight, with my mental health, things had just kind of culminated to this point of like, okay, what am I, what am I doing? And where do I want to be? Um, when I was a kid, there was a lot of trauma um, with certain things. And I did turn to food. That was my vice with like emotional eating and, you know, really for me to cope with everything that had been going on. Um, and so I took that really into my teenage years and to my early, you know, adulthood And, you know, I just kept turning to food and I really had a negative relationship with food. I didn't know how else to kind of cope with what was, you know, going on. And that led to again, bad mental health and not the best physical health. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I think I was gifted. I think it was end of 2016. I was gifted some personal training sessions. Um, and I was just like, you know what? Like 2017 like let's make that new year's resolution. 2017 I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to feel better. This is my year. And um I started showing up for myself, right? Like I went to the gym, I started eating um you know what I thought was healthier at the time, just like incorporating more things into my diet instead of like doing too much restriction. Um, And then in, at the end of that same year, you know, I was seeing results, I was feeling better. um, And then I found the whole 30, which helped me kind of understand um, those potentially inflammatory foods for me, which ended up really helping me find this eating style. I don't want to say diet, but this eating style that was perfect for me. And that really changed my life, really changed how I thought about food, how I consumed food, and then really after that, things just took off. And then people started to notice, you know, oh my gosh, what is she doing? Like, oh, look, she looks great. She feels great. She's doing all these things. So what's your secret? What are you doing? So I started giving people advice, telling them what to do. And then my partner at the time was like, why don't you make this? Like, why don't you pay to do this? You're just giving out free advice. And I was like, oh, I've never really, you know, I didn't think about it that way. So that's when I decided to pursue the um, certifications Um, Whole30 just because like it changed my life so much, but I knew it's not like an end-all be-all for everybody. It's not like the best way. It's just a tool for some people. um, And I liked that, but then I pursued my um, holistic health coaching certification from the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and had a blast and have been really building my business, um, my health coaching business ever since.
0: Amazing. I'm so excited to talk to you because I'm two weeks into the Institute for Integrative Nutrition right now. <laughs> oh, that's amazing! Oh my gosh. Yes.
1: How cool. It's, and I, I would love to know like how it's really just, I know it's expanded even more. Just like I had such an amazing time listening to these lectures, all these guests, um people that were coming in from all types of the health and wellness industry. It's just like right. such a cool community and platform to have access to.
0: Yeah. And I love how it's, how it's not just the nutrition piece, not just the physical piece. It's like the whole person. And it's so true because, you know, stress (laughs) unrelated to food can impact, well, not necessarily unrelated to food, but can impact everything. Uh, Yes. We're talking about um, something that just in my first two weeks, I've heard a lot about on this Institute, which is kind of that bio-individuality piece. You were saying that the foods, the diets that you were, that you, Created and found for yourself was right for you. Yes. So, can you talk for the audience a little bit about that? Like, how there's not a one size fits all?
1: Yes. That was one. That's one of the best words I love that Institute for Integrative Nutrition taught me is that bio individuality, because (sighs) I think we have it in our head. And what the health and wellness industry has put into our heads is that this can work for you. Okay. Let's try paleo. Let's try keto. Let's try carnivore diet. Let's try. Uh, plant-based let's do you know like all these things this is the one no this is the one no this is the one and like it's not that way like our bodies are so different each and every one of us it like it starts even from the time that we were born in like our like being like made in our mother's bellies with like the gut health and like what she's eating and where you live and where you travel and what you consumed as a child and the antibiotics it's just like all of our like, little biocomputer bodies are all built differently. So it's just like more of an exploration and it can be a mix and match of things. And like, even as you grow um, and even as the time goes by, you learn even more um, and things might change then too. Like maybe five years ago, you could consume dairy and now like you're becoming a little less tolerant or, you know, with gluten, maybe that's something that has been on your radar, um, now more than ever, because you see that when you eat it, it doesn't serve you best. So things can obviously change as well, based on your, based on your environment and what you consume on a day-to-day basis.
0: Totally. And I think it can be mentally taxing to see people have success with something and you don't. And it's like, what's wrong with me? What am I doing wrong? But it's yes. really that mindset shift of, you know, stop looking at everybody else and take what works for you. Yes. to really like be in tune with yourself. So can you talk about um kind of the mindful intuitive eating? What's are some tips for people um, as yeah. they're going into trying to change the way that they're consuming?
1: Yeah, absolutely. When I when I did my first round of whole 30 and I eliminated those potentially problematic food groups, um out of my diet for 30 days and then I and I put them back in I started noticing especially I mean I I just remember very much my first experience with putting dairy back into my diet um I just just like had an immediate stomach ache and I was like oh my gosh like that makes so much sense because when I was a kid I used to drink Starbucks lattes and like I would feel I would my stomach would hurt afterwards but who like I had no idea I was like oh it just must be something's wrong with my body but no like that's like um an after of the dairy that I the type of dairy that I was consuming. So, you know, for me, there's a, there's a, a question that, I mean, I think Whole30 put into my mind, but now I use it even more is like, is it worth it? So like that intuitive eating for me ties into like, okay, I know that dairy does not serve my, my personal body very well. So like if somebody, I always use this example, if somebody brings in like an ice cream cake my, or used to bring an ice cream cake into my office from like a grocery store i'm like that's that's not worth it like i can ask myself that question can see it and can be like yeah no i don't that is not worth the after effect of me not feeling great but like say we're to go to like this mom and pop ice cream shop where like they made homemade ice cream it's right there it's like i can have a small serving i'm like that looks delicious. Like that sounds something that like the after effects is worth it to me. So that's kind of how I relate it back to like my intuitive, my intuitive eating is just really knowing what serves my body best and like when to make those decisions for myself on like the consequences of what I could potentially um, experience after I eat it.
0: Right. It's yeah. a whole shift from looking at things as bad and good to how do they treat you personally? Because you know, I can think a pizza is bad and eat it and feel guilty and feel like crap afterwards. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I right. can
0: pick and choose. Like today I'm going to have pizza because I'm with this group. I know it's going to feel a little bit weird, but it's not bad. It's right. me like the joy of this, this outing with my friends, you know? Right,
1: right. So like it, it, it goes back to like you were saying, like the mental piece and the physical piece, right? So physically, you know, okay, it's not going to be worth it. But but mentally and emotionally, you are with your friends, you're going to eat that pizza. You're going to enjoy those bites. You're going to enjoy the company, enjoy the surroundings and like the ambiance. And like that, that is okay. Even though maybe it's not physically worth it to you. It might be like, it might be worth it in the fact that you're just like in this community and people you love and that experience will bring you back to that place afterwards. And you won't feel, you won't feel that shame and guilt. Whereas before you might've held on to, it's not worth it on either way, but you do it anyway and then you feel that mental shift of guilt and shame yeah. and you feel that physical, like the physical consequences of of what you ate.
0: Yeah. Right. And so it makes me think about like when that happens, when it's happened for me in the past, and I'm sure other people, when you eat these things and you have the thought that it's negative, both physically and mentally, my coping mechanism is then to do more of it. <laughs> <laughs> to eat yes it. and you were talking about that with, you know, emotional eating and using it as a coping mechanism. um so can you talk a bit about how you healed that in yourself and what you would suggest to your clients when they're going through it as well? Yeah, absolutely.
1: um, I think the biggest thing with the emotional eating is when I learned what food served me best, I started to physically, feel better, which then like translates and moves into all aspects of my life, right? Like if I am eating, um, if I'm eating the right foods for me, I am feeling emotionally stable. I'm feeling mentally stable. And like that, it it just helps me in all aspects of my life. So then when something comes about, right, like grief or like a situation where you, where you might not where it might not feel your best right where like something happens and it just hits you really hard yeah. um i am feeling emotionally and mentally stable at that moment to like shift my mindset to like not just like um not just going straight for the food like not like okay this is my like go to kind of like rewiring your brain to like potentially try other activities because you know say like I'm in a situation where I'm feeling good and then like, and then it hits me and then I go straight for the ice cream. Again, that's going to bring that shame and guilt and things back into my life. And I know that like, say the next day I have like a really big project to do, or I have a, um, social outing that I really want to be present for. Like, I think about like, okay, well, if I put that into my body, then I know, again, kind of like what we were just saying, that physical consequence will not be worth it to me. And that emotional, mental thing will also not be worth it to me. And then I won't be my, my true self like tomorrow when I really want to be there for myself. So again, it's kind of like reframing that for me and not to say that I don't emotionally eat anymore. Like that is never, um, I don't think that's ever going to go away fully, but, Mm -hmm. It's easier for me to kind of just choose other things. The more that I like practice that awareness of like, okay, let me be here. Let me see what my body wants. Let me like think about and like really process and understand. And then like maybe choose my path. Like, okay, maybe today, like I really do want that ice cream. And like, I really am going to pursue that. Or maybe I need to go for a walk for 20 minutes and, like, call my mom to, like, really connect and, like, take my mind off or talk about whatever, whatever happened,
0: whatever's going
1: on. Mm So,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's that instant versus delayed gratification, like, eating that ice cream or the pizza immediately feels really good in that moment. It tastes amazing, but it's starting to think like, is it worth it to feel that small moment of excitement right. when tomorrow it's going to be five hours of discomfort? Exactly.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I love that, that word that you use again, that instant gratification, like a, again, sometimes you will want that instant gratification. And like, as I have gone on in my health and wellness journey, um, those times where I might choose to emotionally eat might be fewer and far between, right. Or like maybe the amount I used to do, I used to binge eat too. So like maybe the amount that I'm like binge eating might be, maybe I don't need a whole bag of chips. I just like eat a half a bag of chips and I feel sick to my stomach. My body's like, Girl, like, don't do this. Like, why yeah. this? This hurts. Like, this is uncomfortable. You know. So, like, again, it's not about like the perfection. It's just about that awareness of like you not. You're not going to tell yourself like this is never going to happen, but you will um, understand that awareness of like what your body is really, truly craving and what it really wants at the end of the day than just yeah. that food.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. You also mentioned something about the adding versus restricting. Can mm-hmm. you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. That's another great um thing that I learned at the IIN um, is just to like really focus on bringing in the foods and like crowding, like that idea of crowding out yeah. the bad foods. So like there's all, again, the health and wellness industry with like the restriction, oh, you can't have this, you can't have this, you can't have this, you can't have this. It's just like, it's very overwhelming, especially when I talk to clients who are like, Jocelyn, where do I start? Like, I'm so overwhelmed. Should I eat gluten? Should I not? Should I like drink more water? Or should I like have more electrolytes or whatever they might be eating? But um, yeah, that, that idea of like, okay, let me incorporate more of, the whole foods, like maybe fruits and vegetables, any protein that you may consume. Let me put those and focus on those in my meals and in my plates. And then like, then you'll like unknowingly or like unpurposefully like crowd out those foods that maybe you're putting onto your plates beforehand or grabbing or having in your house or things like that. Yeah.
0: Totally. Yeah. I'm in the middle of a journey with that now and it's like I still bought the bar of chocolate because I'm gonna still let myself have the chocolate but yeah. I also bought the carrots and hummus and all this stuff that I'm gonna eat first right so right the chocolate I might not
1: yeah right exactly because again like I know um this is something that I don't always agree with as well as like the everything in moderation like sometimes that's not something that somebody can do like I like I can't have chips in my home because I know that I will overeat them no matter what, every single time, like it does not fail me even to this day. So like, okay, yes, maybe like, I don't, maybe I don't buy them when I'm at home, but like maybe when I'm out and like eating something and there's like a bag of chips, I'm like, oh, okay, well, if I just have that, like, I'm not going to buy the. The whole thing but then when i'm at home i'm focusing on the on the crowding out thing where i don't have that and it's not i'm restricting it all like i'm not going to say i'm never going to eat chips again because that's right. not realistic either so it's all about like that crowding out aspect and just focusing on things rather than rather than focusing on what you can't have unless obviously you're allergic then maybe you know then i yeah. stay away from certain things
0: <laughs> yeah definitely Yeah, it's getting rid of the shame behind it, for sure, because that shame is, yeah, you said things you can't have. That is such a trigger for me when I say I can't have this. I'm going to go eat five of them.
1: (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah, it's like a natural human thing to just be like, oh, I, you know, like I can't do something. I can't eat something. I get your love. It's like, nope, watch me, you know, like watch me do it. I'm not, you know, I'm not doing that. So, So, yeah, it's. It's taking those words um, out of that. Even when other people say it's me, that's triggering too. Like, oh, you don't eat gluten. I'm like, no, I I, I do. Mm-hmm. But in today, you know, in this, at this meal or, you know, at this gathering, I will not be consuming gluten. And like, right. that's okay, you know, like I chose that. I know. And like, you can, you know, it's hard to have those conversations with people, but mm-hmm. again, as you grow Um, and become more confident in yourself and what you eat in your body, it's easier to have those conversations too.
0: Definitely. Yeah. Do you feel like the, the overall kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Environment of the world is changing to have these conversations. Like um, I know with alcohol or with, you know, just having any sort of diet that you're, or lifestyle, I mean, diet comes from what's the word mean? Diada, like way of life or something. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think you're Um, right.
0: Yeah. But just there used to be, or I have felt before so much shame around people being like, oh my gosh, she's doing this. Oh my gosh. Okay. But do you feel like it's becoming more commonplace to have these conversations and that the world's kind of moving into a more collective acceptance of this?
1: I do. I do. I completely do. Because at first it was, weird and uncomfortable and like people are like it's it was more like of a combative like thing than like a discussion or just like a civil conversation people are like you know oh you don't eat that like and again like I'm I'm not eating it right now or like when you're trying to explore different ways of eating or different things it's it's become more socially acceptable I think especially with our generation to like have those conversations without judgment or more so with curiosity rather than again, that combative kind of like, Oh, she doesn't eat that. So like, I'm not going to do it because with alcohol, I think it's different. You mentioned the alcohol thing. And like, I used to drink a lot, like pretty heavily. And I have in the past, especially the past three, four years, like pretty much taken alcohol out of my, out of my diet. And like, it has just like it has been incredible. Like, but it's one of those things that like is not socially acceptable. Right. Um, more so, I think, by our society than like the maybe the food thing. So mm-hmm. people, again, yeah. people get very um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not the combative, but they get very defensive about. Yeah oh, like you're not drinking, so like, oh, I can't drink. I'm like, hey, this is your, same thing with food. Like, this is your life. This is my life. I'm going to choose not to drink because I know that it doesn't serve me in any in any capacity. Like, right. I, just, I just don't enjoy it. So that conversation is still, I think, tough to have with people. The food thing, I think we're definitely
0: making strides um, to be better, for sure. Yeah, and I think if you're the person, if you notice yourself being that defensive, it's really you know, projecting your yes. own issues. Cause I've totally done that before. Or someone says they're not drinking. I'm, you know, very defensive. Cause then I'm yeah. thinking, oh my God, they're going to judge me for wanting to do this. Same with food. You know, people are, are ordering the salad and I wanted the burger. I'm like, oh my God, I have to get the salad.
1: <laughs> right. Like, oh my gosh, she's doing this or he's doing this. So I have yeah. to do that because like, oh, now they're now, they're going to judge me for getting X, Y, and Z. Right. I really, really want to start, or I really wanted this cocktail, but like they're not drinking right now. Is that weird? So yeah, it's a reflection. It's a self-reflection at that point, even though we might not realize it at the time.
0: Totally. It's like, what yeah. is this, what is this reaction saying about what I truly think about myself and yes. what I truly need? Yes. Yeah. Big time. Yeah, completely. Um, can you talk a little bit about, so let's say, during the day, say you're at work and you have your morning meal, you have, you know, the three meals a day, but you just get hangry during the day. <laughs> and it's so easy when you're getting hangry to turn to things that are super salty, super sugary, whatever it is. Um, What suggestions do you have for people that are just good ones to bring good snacks or things to kind of refuel you yeah. that isn't just immediately turning to the sugar?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Depending on your depending on your dietary preference I I mean I I love snacks snacks are like the abuse me it's unlike like the snack queen I love having snacks on hand wherever they are you know like and I love trying new snacks and the, but there's always just like staples whether it's in my purse in my house I I work from home now but in my office I always have you know things to grab just in case um just in case I love if you eat meat I love meat sticks like those are so there's so many good options of meat sticks nowadays like chomps is one of my favorite brands altogether. And then there's these other company called country Archer where they have, they have them at Costco, They're little mini ones. Um, I love having those on hand. There's no sugar, there's clean ingredients. I think they're both made with hundred percent grass-fed beef. They have Turkey, um, chomps has Turkey sticks as well. Um, I love having those. And then like again, if you are able to eat nuts, like I'm always a big fan of nuts. I like to make like my own trail mix because it's so much less expensive than um, buying it. Plus like you don't have any of the added oils or sugar. So like whether that's again, in, in and you can mix and match whatever, whatever you want, right? Like the yeah. pecans, walnuts, um, cashews, um, and I like to put some like organic raisins in there. Cause that gives it like the sweetness without it having like any, um, added sugar, some coconut flakes, things like that. So again, you can mix and match whatever, whatever feels right to you to like put in there, or you could just have the nuts by itself, right. Whether not so much when they're raw, I don't, I don't love that. Um, I used to be able to eat dried fruit, but again, that has like a little bit of a higher sugar content when you eat it without, um, when you eat it without something else to like cook compliment it, it doesn't really serve you best. But again, if you pair it maybe with a meat steak instead of, or like some, some type of protein, that's really helpful. Um, Also just like regular fruit too, like fresh fruit, um, apples, bananas. Again, I like to pair those since those do have even the natural sugars in there to pair it with some type of protein, maybe like a hard boiled egg. Um, Again, the meat steak thing, I'm trying to think of another good, like snack um, a quick snack option. Um, yeah, I know people make like these protein balls too. They make them with like dates and again, like coconut and the uh, nuts and things like that. And you can pre-make them and either freeze them or put them in the refrigerator or like, maybe make it with protein powder that you have. So it, yeah. again, it gives you that satisfaction of the, of the sweetness of it, but it also like puts that protein in there so that like, it will keep you satiated for a little time or the other option is you could even make like a mini meal right like say you want some like um something quick say you want like maybe you can make like a tuna like tuna salad or you can make an egg salad or you can just have like some chicken with vegetables like it doesn't it doesn't necessarily have to be quick maybe you just have um maybe some leftovers from the night before you just make something mini from it and it's not like a full-on meal but again you're left satiated because it's more real food rather than like, you know, just the processed snacks potentially, even if they are like have healthier ingredients, your body likes that fuel um, from the whole foods. You said carrots and hummus, any type of like dip, some type of, again, vegetables that are easy um, to cut or have prepped or things like that. Um, Yogurt um, that has high protein, so there's a lot of options. It can it can it can vary again based on your dietary preferences, but I love having all of
0: those for sure. Well, I'm ready to go to the grocery store.
1: <laughs> I know. I need to go today too. Actually, probably gonna meal meal plan after this for the for the week. So now I'm getting some ideas in my
0: head. Well, it's very I think the snacking thing is a lot of relearning and retraining your brain also because yes. it's can be kind of an addiction to the yeah. sugar and the salty foods and mm-hmm. when you think snack your brain might immediately think chips you yeah know? Mm-hmm. so it's kind of like you said adding in instead of eliminating yes. just right. putting yourself in the way of these options that are yes. more nutritious yes. makes yes. it easy like my desk drawer has a thing of wasabi almonds in it and yeah. whatever it is I try because that wasabi almonds give it a little bit more flavor it's probably yes. not the healthiest but it's better than me eating a family size bag of chips. <laughs>
1: Abs- absolutely, absolutely again and it's re it's just like offering those options yeah. instead of like to rep- potentially replace that like need for something crunchy but you're getting a better but you have a better option in there without like you said eating a family size bag of chips. Right.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I want to move into asking you some of the questions I ask everyone on the podcast. Yeah. Um so the first one is what are you consuming right now and I don't mean food <laughs> so, like books music movies what is what are you what are you doing <laughs>
1: question um i haven't been consuming a ton of at least media recently i have my partner and i are currently watching the big bang theory because i've never watched it from start to finish yeah. and it's on hbo so that's been something that i've really enjoyed watching especially at night like when we're both just like winding down for the day we have really enjoyed just like and he it's his favorite show so he just like he i think i enjoy more just like hearing him laugh yeah like like, I mean the show is fantastic but like it's just I think it's an added bonus where like oh my gosh hearing him like crack up and sing that silly theme song every time
0: (laughs) I love that so special
1: yeah it's really sweet I I have been also my own personal guilty pleasure is watching reality tv shows so I need to I need to get back to the new season of love is blind that is yeah I'm very much very much into that show it's it's pretty terrible and great all at the same time. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. As far as um, books are going, I am reading currently, I've been trying to read this for a minute, but this book called Food Fix by Dr. Mark Hyman, who is just like, I very much, um, I very much love his content. I've read other books of his in the past that I can't think of the names at the moment, but he is just like such a well-rounded functional medicine doctor he's also an md i loved all of his lectures that he had at iin um and it's more about fixing like the the food system rather than like the like yes being more aware of the food that we consume but like how our system does not support um eating healthy like how government subsidies are just like um you know, funding things that don't serve us like those processed food, all the processed corn and wheat and stuff that we have like now, like now our go-tos, right? So I really like how he turns that perspective on like the choices that we make as consumers, like affect what the food industry does. And so um, that's been something that I've really enjoyed reading Um there have been some other books that I had finished. Well, not more, re- like more re- in the past couple of years that when we're, since we're talking about drinking, it made me think about this book called quit like a woman by Holly Whitaker. I don't know if you've ever read it, but it's all about like the social, um, this, the social aspect of drinking as a woman. Like, again, how I told you, I feel like that subject and drinking is not as accepted as like potentially your dietary preferences. Um, so, and she's, pretty harsh with her words, but I feel like she gets the point across really easily and like makes it so like that you can just see the whole picture of like the, how there's societal pressure as a woman to drink and how you can like kind of come out of that mindset of like, oh, okay, like you can say no, you can like make those decisions for yourself. So that's a really good one that I enjoyed. And the other book that I enjoyed that I finished, I think um, last year is called this book um, called Glucose Goddess. Um, I think it's, or by the glucose goddess, it's, um, now I'm like blanking on the, (laughs) I'm blanking on the name, but it's all about, um, oh, glucose, glucose revolution is the name of the book. It's all about like how you can like do these simple things to regulate your blood sugar, because a lot of the times she explains like, the spikes in blood sugar, again, not, not, I mean, not necessarily if you're diabetic or not, maybe you're pre-diabetic or like you're trying to watch your sugar. It's in your family history, things like that. Um, but how, you know, even if we're not wearing glucose monitors, you know, things like that, but how certain foods and the way that we eat our foods spike our blood sugar and how that like ages us potentially quicker, gives us wrinkles quicker. We have like really, um, really large spikes in our blood sugar, um, and how we can kind of like do simple tasks in order to like make those um spikes a little less um less um, intense on our bodies. Yeah. So that was really good too. She, she she breaks it down, makes it simple, um, not like all sciencey and things like that, just very like very in layman's terms and things that I have like incorporated on like how to even like the the uh, way, the order of how you eat your food um, even helps with how your blood sugar can spike less. So those are like the the books that I've really enjoyed um, recently. Music-wise, I work actually, my full-time job is working in the music industry. So I'm always like listening to, to music. I'm all about all different. I'm really a lover of all types of music. Yeah. Um, I am trying to think of who I've been listening to recently I'm always a huge fan of Sam Smith like the yeah. in the top 40 kind of stuff but mm-hmm. I also love like the classics like 90s r b like, like mm-hmm. Andros and all the um trying to think of some of the other um people that I've been listening to but yeah it's just been I I really stick to my my classics so yeah. it's, been, it's been
0: uh um it's been good to just keep those in the in the mix so yeah oh my gosh so much good stuff i gotta yes. tell you my goodreads account's about to explode with all these <laughs> suggestions yes yes um, yeah um, i'm really excited about this quit like a woman one i'm on a yeah. super curious journey right now yeah um and it's been really interesting yeah, yeah so yeah. I'm check that one out yes for sure yeah well thank you for all the suggestions of course so my second question is This is this podcast is the Sparks podcast. My business is called Discovering Sparks and it's named that way because five years ago, undergoing this kind of mental health reevaluation journey. Um, I realized just walking down the street, I'd see a yellow daffodil or something small that really just sparked some joy within me and showed me, you know, you're on the right path. Life is worth living. Things are beautiful. So I love to ask my guests, what are the sparks in your life?
1: Wow, I love, I love that visual. That's just such a, a beautiful thing to like I always love looking at the small stuff to kind of like bring back that, that spark. I would say some of the biggest sparks, um, right now in my life, last year I bought a home, um, my first home and it has, it's continuing to, um, spark joy in my life because my last, the last place I lived for like almost eight years was a very dark, um, Mm -hmm. apartment and my house now is like, almost all white I did a little bit of painting but it's all white lots of windows just like every time the sun shines and it's shining today it's been it's been it's not been shining much much this week here and so like when the sun shines in I just like I I feel my whole body like being warm like that just like lights up that spark Um, every every single time that I feel that like the space continuing to become more and more my home Um, and then yeah I would say the other the other spark is probably the spring springtime too you were mentioning with the flowers now I live in Indianapolis and like you can see the flowers coming up there's some tulips that are like you know getting almost there to like kind of wanting to bloom in the next few weeks so it's just like it's just seeing again that, or even the plants that are in my home, because I'm trying to be more pl- like a plant mom or whatever yeah. and not for my plants. So like <laughs> those things too. Like I was just sitting downstairs and seeing one of the new like buds coming out from the flower. I was like, I did that. I did that. Yeah. That was before when I bought it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, look at this, like life, life growing out of this plant that I, I did and I'm not killing it. Like those yeah. things, like that visual that you said really brought me back to that.
0: Oh, I love that so much. I cannot keep a plant alive. So congratulations. Oh,
1: thank you. I've killed plants. So it's not like yeah. um yeah, I can't, I can't say I've never done it, but right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I it's love okay. that. Thank you. Yeah.
0: My final main question is um for somebody who is trying to make a change in their life and Kind of move into their new self, their new future, but is really struggling. Could you just give like a quick pep talk, quick sentence, whatever it is, what would you tell them? Um, I would just say, don't give up. Um, go back to like your, I
1: love going back with my clients. Like, what is your why? And your why doesn't have to be like, oh, I want to lose weight. I want to do this. i like like, what, what is your, whatever your why is, is completely valid. So don't, don't give up, keep moving forward because at the end of the day, like you deserve to live your best life. So don't give up on yourself.
0: Oh, I love that. You deserve to live your best life. So, so true. Yeah. So Jocelyn, I want to let give you a chance to let people know where to find you and how to work with you because this has just been the most incredible conversation and I can't imagine anyone who listened to it like not wanting to go find you. So. <laughs> oh my gosh, Ashley, you're <laughs> so
1: sweet. Thank you. Um, yeah, I am mainly working right now out of Instagram. My handle is at holistic jocelyn. I spelled it with a little W at the end, uh, at the beginning, so W H O L I S T I C and Jocelyn J-O-C-E-L-Y-N. Um, that's where I have most of my content. Um, my website is a work in progress. So we'll get that as well soon. And if you want to email me, if you're not on social media, um, it's the same holistic Jocelyn, like the same beginning part at gmail.com.
0: Perfect. Oh yeah. my gosh. Thank you so much. I can't, there's been so many amazing nuggets out of this conversation and I'm ready to go make a salad and <laughs>
1: same same yeah Yeah. well thank you so much you've inspired me just as much so i appreciate that
0: thank you was that not an amazing conversation with jocelyn i got so much out of it and i hope that you did too make sure to follow along with jocelyn on her social media you can find the link in the show notes And thank you for listening to today's episode. If you loved it, please subscribe, comment, rate. Let me know what you think. I'm always accepting ideas for new topics, so please feel free to DM me on Instagram and also head over there and share your favorite moments from today's show. Thank you for listening.